Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 44 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about healing and dealing when the narcissist dies. I know how physically, emotionally, and mentally taxing this can be. So I've come up with three tips to help you handle and accept the death of a narcissist close to you from a logistical standpoint. Now, this is not about white knuckling it or doing it all yourself. It's about taking a healthier approach by tapping into the healing power of community. So if you're ready to do the work, grab a notebook and pen and let's dive in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. The fear is real when it comes to processing your experience. I know you feel stressed and exhausted with a pit in your stomach at the thought of being sucked back in and lied to again. You feel like a horrible person for going no or low contact, like maybe I'm the narcissist. The fear, self-blaming, and shaming is something we all go through as survivors. I want you to understand that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Every person who's ever been in a narcissistic relationship has felt what you're feeling right now. If this resonates with you and you're like, I'm done with fear, I'm done playing small, I know who I am, and I am not the narcissist. I want you to say yes. Today's the day. I want you to go right now to closeyourcoachingsession.com and I want you to book your call because we're going to do this together. I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to overcome this fear so that you can begin a long lasting journey of healing. Let's do this. I remember flying to Los Angeles after my dad died suddenly at three months pregnant to collect some of his things and help my mother out. Now, I went with my husband to handle it, but it was a lot to tackle in a short period of time. We only had two days. My husband was a rock. I was a wreck. I felt so bad for the staff and the passengers on the airline because I bawled the entire way to Los Angeles, but they were really nice about it. They let me wail and let my husband comfort me. And we made it there to be able to do what we needed to do. Here are three things that helped me to complete the task in the midst of complete chaos and a total breakdown. Number one, prepare to ask for and accept help. Be humble and collaborate with others. There's healing in community. You can call on family and friends who care about you and can overlook or look past the narcissist's behavior. Having a travel buddy who can go with you 
and co-regulate with you like my husband did for me, working with people and entities with closing out the affairs of the narcissist, maybe asking them for a favor or asking them to show some grace or have mercy under the circumstances. It can't hurt to ask. Number two, prepare to travel a lot. If the narcissist in your life is out of town for you and or living off of various resources that are somewhat scattered geographically, that can be a challenge. And you may find yourself in a car driving all over the place for hours to various points where the narcissist either did business or resided or frequented as they went about their life or tried to cobble together their life. The narcissist tends to have a transient lifestyle. And if they burn bridges with family and friends, their stuff can be everywhere. What you can do, though, is plan your time, however much you had. And in my case, we had two days in LA. Plan your time, map out your route accordingly, you know, hit the different points in a way that makes sense so that you're not backtracking or going out of your way or all over the place. And then building in time and opportunities for self-care with hydration, meals, even meditation and breathing. Also letting key people know along the way what you need. For example, when my husband and I were in LA, we had a dinner the evening that we got there. We got some things done, like we went to the coroner's office, and that was a disappointment for me, but I collected my dad's things from there, and we checked into a hotel and some other things, uh, engaged some family members to help return some library books that he had checked out. Just little things like that make a huge difference. And I think I made some phone calls because he was taking a class uh, at a school and I needed to let them know that he was not going to be coming to class anymore and why. And that was hard. But my husband and I ended up going out to dinner. We went to one of our favorite restaurants in West Hollywood for some delicious vegan food and we requested a booth in the corner in the back of the restaurant because I had been having just breakdowns throughout the day at different points for different reasons. I was triggered by different things, just completely dysregulated and just really hurting on a deeper level. And I'm so glad that we did that because during dinner, I cried at the restaurant. And I just couldn't help it. And the wait staff was kind of not knowing what to do. But they were so nice at the same time to just leave us alone, give us that space. And my husband and I were practicing co-regulation in the back of the restaurant at a booth. And I really appreciated just being given that space to let myself feel all of the feelings, the anger, the hurt but to be able to do it in a way that wasn't completely disruptive to the entire restaurant and to the other patrons. Number three, prepare to make quick decisions. 
an unexpected death can bring an onslaught of decisions to make. It can be so overwhelming. Narcissists can be afraid to talk about their death, let alone plan for it. That can be really frustrating for survivors because there's the task of, well, what were their wishes or what do you think their wishes were? Well, I don't know. Well, I think they wanted this or I think they would want that. And it becomes this big guessing game. And it's very stressful at the same time, because in the meantime, you have a body that needs to be dealt with, just keeping it real and some really significant choices to make. And that's before we get to geographic location, logistics in that way. You may find that you have to make some really quick, serious decisions about arrangements, say in the form of services for a funeral or some kind of memorial. You may have to consider what connections you have, who could take this on. And how do we get in touch? Can we coordinate everything so that we don't lose time with a body in the balance? Also, are there any plots already within the family and or any policies that may help in the situation to offset costs or make it easier to facilitate a service and a burial if that's what you choose to go with? What's affordable for the living? Realistically, if there are no benefits and there's nothing that's been arranged in advance, these are things to consider as you have to make these quick decisions. And real time, it's a lot. There's also the issue of, as I touched on, transporting the body, if that applies, and preparing the body, depending on what the nature of the service is. Is there going to be embalming? Is there going to be some kind of wrapping of the body? There are cultural considerations that may factor into the equation and may factor into the decision making. And then, of course, there's the time factor in terms of decomposition. Just saying. Also, closing out affairs, any kind of services that the narcissist was using storage facilities, etc., that needs to be taken care of and closed down so that those costs aren't extended into the future indefinitely. In my dad's case, at one point, we were considering a service based on his religious affiliation, but because he wasn't actively involved and because of the time constraint, there were no benefits in place or any kind of arrangements that were pre-made, the expenses were going to fall on the rest of us who were living. As a result, we went with a more budget-friendly option that would work for everyone, and we got creative, and we had his body flown to the Midwest and prepared for an open casket viewing before the funeral service, had a funeral service, and then made arrangements for him to be cremated and his ashes buried in a shallow grave above his mother, my grandmother. If you have never done this before, it is much 
more budget friendly than buying a separate plot and doing all the things because of the time constraint and the fact that we were trying to get his body across the country we went with this other option and he was not there to question or challenge it and the funds were definitely not there in his account to support anything else so this is what we went with and my husband and I actually picked up the tab let's recap three steps to help you handle and accept the death of a narcissist close to you from a logistical standpoint. Number one, prepare to ask for and accept help. Number two, prepare to travel a lot. Number three, prepare to make quick decisions. Remember, you can handle and accept the narcissist's death with a few key people and a little prep. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.